So we had some unfinished business from the last time. Um, had a little chat with Paul Bradshaw about Def Jazz. It was early in the morning, so I was kind of warming into it. And I had all these avant-garde, wacky, jazzy tracks <laughs> in my ear. And I was kind of, well, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, kind of trying to grasp it at the same time. Recording in the afternoon and the sun's out, so feeling a little bit better. But going back towards... Yeah, we're back for part two now. Part two. Um, and after the first chat, um, I listened to some of the stuff that Paul was playing. I listened back. And um, I don't know, for me, Def Jazz is a weird thing. Because we're talking about how it's a label. Um, but it conjures a mood for me when I think about it. Def is just such a strong mood. <laughs> that I, I kind of looked at anything that was kind of jazzy. But and, dark. But dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've gone out and found a couple of tunes. It'd be good to see what you think of them. And good to see what the other peeps out yeah. there. Hopefully they've gone on a similar process. Gone and figured themselves out and thought about what Def Jazz. Well, I think you can reforge your own definitions. Reforge your own definitions on it. So, I mean, like that, we were just playing. Yeah, exactly. The little thing we were playing. <laughs> now, that came out of the Who booth. Who was that? That was um, a group called Harmonia. Harmonia. Recorded in 1974, live. And where in, was it recorded? It was recorded in a train station <laughs> in um, Germany, uh, in front of 50 people. One of the guys from Kraftwerk in oh, the band. Nice. nice. And uh, I would say, when you listen to that, and probably according to the press release as well, I would have thought, they probably would say Velvet Underground meets John Coltrane meets... Hindu music, Arabic music. So it's quite trancey, but pretty out there. Yeah, it's quite I mean, interesting I mean, that the guy from Craftwork is in there. It's, it kind of makes sense at the same time, though. Yeah, Kraut Rock. Kraut Rock. <laughs> yeah. Which could mean death. I'm not sure if I'm making a mistake there. But um, it always, Kraut Rock reminds me of angriness. So uh, this tune I've got in the background is a tune I found on the Soundway compilations. Um, and it's Nigerian psych rock is what they've called it but it's called Chant to Mother Earth so I think for Chant Mother Earth you know that sombery kind of feeling but it's still kind so of it's funky. quite positive to yeah. <laughs> you know it's, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like a chant it's like Albert chanting for the high gods and all that business that's oh, okay. what it reminds me of so that's why I linked to death <laughs> oh, okay. does that make me twisted <laughs> so yeah let's have a little taste
Deaf jazz to you? Well, you know, I mean, I think, you know, there's, that's the thing about, you know, to me, a lot of dubstep sounds it's very a lot dark. Like early jungle, and it also comes from that sort of dark vibe. That freestyle. And I quite like, I quite like people like Shackleton and um, Apple Blim. Apple Blim, yeah. the Bristol crew, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Pinch, all those guys there. I, I like them, they've definitely got something going on there. It's more instrumental, that's what I find about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least it sounds more instrumental, whether it is or it isn't. See, yeah, Skull Disco. Skull well, there you disco, go, there you go. see Skull Disco. So it's got the, <laughs> the it's image got the reference already, yeah. yeah. Quite <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's a couple of tracks there. Um, was it OLB, I think it was? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put down the track listing, Chance Mother Earth and Shackleton Into the Void. I thought they kind of, there were a couple of references there for me. Yeah. And I like the Nigerian, I like that little Nigerian journey there as well, because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Hendrix meets yeah. Nigeria. Yeah, exactly. So it's exactly. kind of, you know, you, they were obviously fired up at that point. Funking it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, funking it out. And, <laughs> and chanting at the same time. Yeah. I liked it, yeah. When I first heard that, it was, I, I got taken, well, without wanting to sound like a cliche, I got taken elsewhere. You know, when you close your eyes, you're like, oh, this, this is a good tune, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes me somewhere. Cool. So we're gonna play a few more. Then we're gonna have a little chat over yeah, that. Yeah. We were talking earlier about other places that could kind of find a deaf jazz reference. And we, we came up with Miles. Miles runs the voodoo down. You know that kind of era, bitches brew. Yeah. Where he's kind of. Because I think he was. You know, I think Miles was going for a pretty dark yeah. time. Yeah. Around yeah. then, and I think that's reflected. He was in a the dark music. man. I was watching a. a um, documentary the other day, and you know, he's, well, you can see it's his fingernails. <laughs> it's just dark. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I, I, I did meet this woman once, who, who uh, Brazilian woman, who lived downstairs from Miles, and she didn't really know it was him. And then one day, had gone up to knock on his door for something, and said that basically he did was living at that point in his life in darkness. There was, you know, all the curtains were drawn. There was no light being let into his flat. It was just dark. <laughs> and I think, you know, in a way, the music probably reflected that. And probably the substances that he was imbibing at that time probably didn't help. <laughs> yeah. you know? Or did help in taking him into a particular well, Yeah, it area. depends which yeah, way yeah, which yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to look at it. Yeah. Could it help? It does help. Depends on the mood you're in. Yeah. <laughs> cool, so we're going to go there. And we're going to play a few tunes to talk about it. 
get online, check thebrownsofblog.com um, and check Paul's um, entry on there. Have a look under the categories for Def Jazz or Son and Pimp Sessions and there's a bit of a breakdown, which I kind of used as my guide to Def Jazz because um, I was a bit confused at first, as you would have got from the first podcast. Um, and yeah, see what you get. This is what I got. Mix of a bit of what Paul's got. Yeah, it's a starting point. It's a starting point. It's not a definition. There is no real definition. (laughs) References. Just think of references. Cool. Luke, do you want to say anything else? No? We've got Luke inside the studio giving a shout out. A deaf jazz. Not going to give us another deaf jazz. Loud, come on. He's a loud one. Got a big shout. We're going to convince him to do that later and we'll get another one. take your time. There is no time. When two constellations play with each other, it is even nicer. But they can also create a world of its own alone. Cosmic loneliness. We only have the one. But when two or more merge, things can become stronger, powerful. The point of the triangle is far away is perhaps quiet. The projection outward through space builds into an intense energy of fire and light. The projection inward is even hotter and elastic. Perhaps this is the loudest thing heard so far, a ball of thunder. There is no sound in space, but we will project sound. The notes are a reference. The shards of space matter is a reference. The color, a reference. A reference of the inside of the body and how this projects like light beams through the sky. The juxtaposition of light on sound, on color, on distance, on warp, time, black, hole, dense matter, beauty.
Constellations for inner light projections for Bill Dixon. Yeah, Bill Dixon, yeah, famous man. Kind of uh, only ever made a couple of albums, but a teacher, oh. profound man, great yes. trumpet, flugelhorn player. Made in Canada. Made in Canada, but via Chicago. Nice. This is with Rob Mazurek. Is it, who, what's tortoise. the orchestra called? It's the Exploding Star ah. Orchestra. Yeah, we were talking Which about is that. pretty much what it is. It's really, <laughs> there was a point there when it all exploded. exploded. The cosmos. <laughs> we went through a big bang scenario. And the trumpets came out. Yeah. And then it's interesting because tortoise are part of that kind of... They become part of that um, Chicago hmm. scene. And obviously with Chicago, you know, you've got one of the key improvising centres of African-American music. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So you've got the AACM. You've got that heritage of freestyle. Yeah. Um, ethnic Heritage Free Orchestra, and then you've got um, all the guys from, well, the guys who were left from um, from the Art Ensemble Chicago, of course. Ah, so wicked. still involved there. But, so you get that kind of free improvisation. But what's interesting about this record is they take, mix the electronics. There was a little so bit of spoken word at the beginning of this one, wasn't there? Indeed, yeah, and I think that was Bill Dixon. Nice, nice. So I think he was doing the spoken word. By gathering your energy in your centre. Certainly helping with energy levels. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Def jazz. Yeah, well, we keep expanding the borders of what supposedly Def jazz is. So. Well, from, from Bill Dixon and his orchestra, it sounds like it's out of this planet. <laughs> yeah. Kind of going yeah. No, I think it's interesting because I think people like. People like these these guys are the, are the ones, you know, so it's it's like Thurston Moore and people like that. You know, we, we talked about it in the first time we were dealing with it. I mean, I think that basically that, that's the kind of thing where people are interested in free improv and noise and you get those kind of collisions of kind of improv, noise. A lot of the titles I noticed, a lot of the titles of, of the kind of the tracks are kind of linked to disappearing into the unknown. Like the exploding stars, or into the void, or stuff like that. It's kind of like go next, chance, that kind of stuff. It's well, I think that's you know that was very kind of sixties, you know, kind of phenomenon. Really, you know, that basically people kind of you know obviously there was a thing about space travel as well yeah. during the, during the sixties. It became really you know big, you know, men. Had Would you say it's a kind of hippie esque kind of thing? Well, I would say it's, yeah, it's to do with um, cosmology as well. So basically it's taking on board all those kind of ideas that, <laughs> you know, that you can, you know, work out what your life is doing via interpreting the cosmology. So therefore you have things like <laughs> John Coltrane doing things like cosmic music. I can imagine that these guys are making this stuff, are smoking quite a bit. I think they were doing other, they were all doing all kinds of stuff, I think, you know, <laughs> as well as kind of, you know, meditation. I think if you, I think, um... I think if you read um, Alice Coltrane did a little book and she talks about some of their experiences and basically they they did they did astral travel 
Wow. So that was that was one of the things that basically they would astral in, travel in, in, in their meditations astral travel. So it's kind of, um, but it's all kind of, you know, it's all life-enforcing stuff, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of, uh, but you, you get, like you say, you get those explosions of cosmologies and planets being born. and Ex Yeah, stars. And yeah. <laughs> and eventually into the unknown. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's a kind of, kind of interesting it's an interesting thing where you got it I love the way in which the music is such a freestyle and, and the chat is a freestyle as well Cause, uh, yeah. as we're sitting here and, and going through these tracks all kinds of new thoughts and energies hit us yeah yeah I mean I think, well that's, that's the great thing about music because, because it allows you to travel <laughs> yeah exactly you know literally it allows you to travel so it's, it's cool like that you know I mean I think that's the thing about it and, and I think also People are not used to listening to improvised music. I think it's quite difficult mm. to, to listen it's to a lot of it. Hard to get into it you have when to... it's on vinyl or on a CD. Yeah. I think if you're in a you know if you're in a little club and the people are playing, it's much much easier. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> you're caught in the in the moment. Yeah, so you know somebody you listen to someone like Cecil Taylor on record. It's quite hard. Early Cecil Taylor is quite hard, but the first time I ever heard him play like live in Ronnie Scott's, it just kind of clicked, clicked into place. Yeah. It's a little bit like Soul and Pimp sessions. They're a little bit like that. On record. Yeah. Can be quite angling. Can kind of crick your neck a little bit. But live, once you're in that vibe, you're, you're there. Well, that's the energy of live performance. Shall we play them? Let's see if they stand up. Let's see how they do the jazz test. <laughs> Now, 
So does it get any more deaf jazz than that? Ouch. <laughs> Chrome Hoof tonight. That suit you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. <laughs> following on, following on from Silent Pimps, it kind of kind of just rolls as a, as as a, a modern <laughs> take on <laughs> on an angry, twisted out yeah, 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 improvisational yeah, yeah. jazz. These guys are wicked, though. Um, check out um, BBC Introducing uh, with Giles and Chrome Hoof on YouTube. I think you can think in YouTube, BBC Introducing, what have you. Um, I think it might be on Giles's Radio One site. Um, but they, they, these guys, there's like ten of them. Um, and they've got this kind of chainmail hoodie outfit that they've got, and all their guitars and, and trumpets and what have you have kind of got like lightning bolts kind of molded into oh, okay. them. Okay. Like big and loud. So and nice. Little quicker than theatre. Touch the, of theatre. Yeah. I like yeah. That. Mystic. Mystic. Yeah. They kind of killed it a little bit when they um, took off their costumes and got into their everyday clothes. Kind of took the mysticism away from me. But you know, like we're saying, it's, it's normal people just twisting out a little bit. I thought it was good. And this, oh yeah, this is the current. This is a Scandinavian equivalent of, of Silent Pimps. A merge between Silent Pimps and Crime Who. These guys have been doing it for a while. <laughs> um, small Town Jazz. Small Town Jazz, is that the name of the album? La- that's the label. That's ah. the label. They do a lot of stuff. We discussed them last time. They do a lot oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I love you. Ah, so. But these but guys, people love these guys. The thing, small town jazz. Have a look. That's how we're gonna leave it. <laughs> the thing. Well, they're the boys. You know what I mean. I think from from a from a European perspective, they are on it. Check them out. That was yeah, wicked. They're That's very f- popular, man. They're like, you know, like the Wire magazine and. Did we play a track on the last podcast? We didn't. No. Okay. I brought the CD oh, package, yeah, but was, the CD was. <laughs> they're wicked. That's somewhere. the first time I've heard them. Check them out, The Thing, Small Town Jazz. That's the label, that's, that's the, label. the label there on our album. I'm not sure, Action Jazz, I think uh, it might be called. Out, I think it might be called Action Jazz. Action Jazz. Check it out, yeah. Def Jazz. And I think these guys collaborate with a lot of other people. I think they probably collaborate with Thurston Moore and people like that as uh-huh. well. So it's Do the digging. Do the digging, that's what people... But it's kind of... I've been a bit disappointed in the fact that people, you know, kind of really responding to this. Yeah, I... You know, I, I think thought, it's I it's one of those ones where you need, up. you need to be guided through it because when you look at it at first, it's like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Because so, when the first, my first thing was when I read the blogs, when I read the first blogs about death jazz, it was just like a like, group of guys who were just winding themselves up, and it was just not really kind of going anywhere. And then you kind of so you have a situation where you kind of when you start to check into the reference points and. Okay, I'm going to play some music that's spanning the last, I don't know, 30 years. So then you suddenly find kind of different perspectives coming into play, you know what I mean? And in a way, death jazz, if it's a way of kind of alienating yourself from trad jazz, <laughs> then... Or spiritual jazz. Or spiritual jazz. I mean, you know, it's kind of, you know, I think people, you know, take on 
take on tags in order to kind of you know forge a different identity and i think there's a lot of different levels to this it's nearly unidentifiable which makes it interesting for me yeah i think you can go anywhere yeah so yeah get down to the roundhouse on the 14th of july it's a monday uh got the mighty jeddo as well giles peterson djing the mighty jeddo djing tosha mcsure djing and i found out yesterday that i'm djing as well it's been the bpm and Paul Bradshaw, thank you very much. Yeah, nice. Good. Make sure you get on to browserblog.com and check out Paul's entry on Def Jazz and take it from there. And uh, listen, give us some feedback. Give yeah. us a little bit of feedback. We'd Tell like to know what, what you, you think. think of... Whether you think it's... The mothers of invention on the back of a flatbed truck. Is that <laughs> happening? Ian I think, Underwood. I think if, if you look at it deeper, it could bring out certain parts of yourself that you weren't expecting to be there. Hmm. Till next time. Okay.